Australia. I don't know. She's not Australian. I wish she was an Australian woman. We should have like options. Recorded, <laughs> recorded, processed. It's like because probably it, by the law, like Five Eyes is probably who is recording this right now, and so it probably is an Australian intelligence. Oh yeah, or New Zealand. It seems like that, like even more fascist as the New Zealand one. <laughs> New Zealand, that's, you know, honestly, my bone to pick with uh, Marianne Williamson is it starts with her shouting out like the president or dictator, as I like to say, of New Zealand. Do you remember that? I'm tired of like these, all all those girl boss countries where it's like, I don't know, is it Estonia or like some Baltic Mm. countries where they like Mm. lump them all together? Like women run these countries. I'm like, that's why they're fucking hellhole dictatorship, fucking longhouse, fucking uh, insane asylums. Yeah. But like Marianne Mm. Williamson will still be like, yes. (laughs) Preach. I, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's so uh, cleverly disguised and I'll be like crystal, like hoodoo. Like, like I could get it. Like I totally get it. Like I like her as like a vibe and as an essence, like, I'm all in with Marianne Williamson, but as like a political actor, she is not to be trusted. I could not agree more. Like where the fuck was Marianne Williamson 18 months ago to 24 months ago? She was a fucking on the line Democrat. She was everything. It's like, oh, now we're getting up to mystification season. Who's up to bat? Marianne Williamson up to bat on the mystification machine. Here we go. Here we go. Like hit with the fucking orb. Preach. It seems like a, a sign of desperation because it's like it seems so early. To, and of all people, it definitely seems like they are losing some key demographics. So they're going with like the bad shit. This is like bringing up Dennis Kucinich. I don't know if you remember him. There's like some real wackos in the uh, you know the past that would never get this kind of like red carpet. Like yeah, me. no, like Bernie had way more broad appeal. It's like who, who you the key swing constituent is post left homosexuals with with substacks like. That's who the, is going to swing the election. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think it's about swinging the election. I think as you kind of elucidated, elections aren't real. So who can, like, you know, <laughs> it's about bringing them back to the mothership, and it's really. I think it's the uh, people. They're losing clearly a large. Uh, to me, it seems like a large gay contingent. I think there's a lot. Right, of right, right. Uh, you kind of led the charge, and uh, I should I should pause here and introduce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to here comes the backlash at Neobacterian, the one only Basil Ty. Welcome back. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be back. It's back to the backlash. Welcome back with two Ks. Uh, as I like to say, we're one K short of a serious problem. <laughs> You're one K short, period. <laughs> You're one K short. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure like a, a SLP, uh, yeah, SPLC or whatever. We'll, we'll right. get that man. you're a white supremacist actually but no i feel like the first time we talked i was like so excited to like get, like it was just so much that, to unpack i'm glad that we have another <laughs> chance to like let's let's cir- circle back on many of these issues you know it's there's a we have a running agenda i would say like a recurring right, right. absolutely we've got new items uh yeah definitely that we're prioritizing and uh optimizing and actionable deliverables on this is an all hands on deck type of meeting on a monday morning <laughs> like what's everyone doing let's touch base what's everyone's working what's everyone working on oh my gosh this is the corporation from hell but it would also be like, so amazing no I mean, we would take it be fortune 500 if this would be the corporation that's described in the lawsuit against tucker where it's like oh wow this is a fucking awesome ass corporation i would <laughs> love to work here it's like oh awesome they're like sexually harassing each other lit like okay. <laughs> kind of like maybe like that coffee the right-wing coffee company where the guy was just openly trying oh to my god <laughs> yeah like just straight up naked. he's like what was it what do you say he's like let's just fuck each other's butts right here i was like honestly I wish. 
I was rare. Do I submit my? Even if I worked there as a representative of the solid four out of ten community, that would never happen to me. I would like knock on the door, and be like, "Oh shit, sorry. Uh, do you guys need coffee?" Like they would never. I would never be the one who's like, "Hey, let's fuck, fuck, fuck." Like no, unfortunately. <laughs> It's bold. It suggests to me like a heavy uh, narcotic use for sure. Something is going on. At the oh, moment. girl, talking. they're playing with Tina. <laughs> they're seeing Christina Aguilera. Girl, <laughs> I know how these conservative girlies do it. Okay. They love their hotels. They love their Tina. They love their DC leather, whatever. What's it called? Mid Atlantic, whatever. They love okay, yeah. that. They love that. Water, I yeah. know these, I know these uh, right wing faggots like the back of my hand. And I love them. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> It's like, it's charming. It's wholesome. It feels like it's a vibe for sure. Yeah. It's it. definitely a more fun vibe than the weird, disgusting, polyamorous, green hair where I, I have to fuck a trans man. I want to fuck Hulk Hogan with a pussy. Or, no, it's like, no, 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 no. no That's no. every other corporate. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like the corporation. I'm ready to have you. You are like VP of like internal affairs. Like I'm, I trust you get it. You get it. You know, I feel like we're putting you. Is this wrong to say, but you're like the gay Taliban and Jemima. And we put you on every. Wow. You put your face everywhere. And it's, wow. oh gosh, it was like, okay, do you know what Powerful. Like, that is powerful. <laughs> that I is really like powerful. I, I don't even, I can't even respond to that until the third time I come on because it's like, <laughs> I need to digest <laughs> it. I might. I, and it, it but my profile picture is very kind of almost gives 1800s and of antebellum type. I get where you're going. Uh, I know. Well, I was thinking the Aunt Jemima just because of like a uh, cultural commodification kind of, I guess, just becoming an object, a, a, a disgusting representative of yourself, but not really. I don't actually think Aunt Jemima is wrong. I love yeah. Aunt Jemima. I love Aunt Jemima. Mrs. Butterworth, somehow I love a mammy stereotype. Oh my God. Of all of the stereotypes you can have for your people, mammy is not the fucking worst. Okay. Like, there, I take oh, mammy over yeah. terrorist any fucking day of the week. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I feel like Mrs. Butterworth, exactly. First of all, there's a show like called. That you can cook, you're maternal, you're giving, you're nice, you're, you're plump, and you feel so good when you get big old bear hugs. Like, uh, <laughs> that's wonderful. Like, what? It's very wholesome. It's very uh, wonderful. And it's always known in these narratives that like the Aunt Jemima, the Mrs. Butterworth, I keep going back to Mrs. Butterworth. I think she's just like Octoroon. I don't think she's full. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't she white? She's, okay, she's, Isn't she the white lady she's, of, she's, of, the, of the syrup? She's on the radar somehow. Yeah. She cancel, she's but. like a passing. Like, you know how like there's all these movies lately of like black women in the 50s had to pa- or chose to pass as white. It's like very much Mrs. Butterworth would have been in that narrative. She is. There's actually a really great film from the 50s. It's a remake. It's called Imitation of life it has um sandra d in it it's basically about exactly that it's like a mammy i guess figure a she a domestic for this movie star uh who's the movie maybe like kim novak i forget who it is but it's like she's a movie star she has this living uh woman and it's about her daughter's kind of lives growing up a little bit with the youngest daughter of the, the slave instead of the slave of the domestic because we don't have slavery of course anyway. you're earning that third k as we speak everybody <laughs> in america and slavery ended it didn't just become something we're all okay. slaves like like, uh, like fucking Benjamin Braddock said, we are all wage slaves, you know. Oh, <laughs> Slavery it. never I, ended. Exactly. Where are yeah. my reparations? So, an imitation of life. This film, she like, uh, yeah, she basically is about her her daughter's uh, passing, and it's, she she gets in with this like white family, and then they find out, you know, she's a Negro, and all hell breaks loose. It's rather tragic. They literally made a version of that movie like last year. I swear to God, it's, it's time. It's t- tale as old as time, yeah. really. 
Um, the 30s version, it's actually a remake. I, I watched this in, I think, in film school. Like, they uh, <laughs> they have this 30s version, and in that one, it's black and white, and the um, domestic somehow becomes a product. And there's this whole sequence, this, like, montage, where her face is, like, in Times Square, and she's, like, an Aunt Jemima, but there's, like, she's coming down the assembly line, her face is on the magazines, and it's, like, really tragic, though. It's framed, of course. It's actually really um, poignant, in a way. Like, we think the 30s are these racist times. If you go back and watch media from any other decade, it actually deals with race much more sophisticated in many ways. We, we live in a like <laughs> the most racist time since literally the Civil War. Since like the end of Reconstruction. We live in literally the most racist time. Any time here in the 20th century is infinitely less racist than we currently live in. Like in the way, like it's like we cannot even talk about people of other races. Agreed. And you mentioned Reconstruction. I'm gonna have some questions about that and kind of the slavery question. <laughs> I, I come to talk the to you slavery about question. Where are we on the SQ? Where are we on the SQ? <laughs> well, you know, I've always felt that some people are natural slaves. This isn't a racialized <laughs> thing, and I think during COVID, many people demonstrated that they are natural slaves and that they would trade uh, safety sure. for freedom. And I just, you know, if we brought back slavery, slavery is halal. It's actually in the Quran. Um, when we defeat the liberals. And we free this country. Um, I will take um, Hassan Piker as my bed wench. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm I am sold. Oh my goodness, I actually have a question about yeah. You're you you mentioned your default photo on Twitter.com where you are at Neobactrian, the one and only uh, tastemaker extraordinaire on on the TQ, but so much else. You gas me up. The race play question. Uh, I feel like just really, I would say someone with their finger to the wind, uh, their eye on the prize, perhaps. I have no, lots of good metaphors I could probably invoke. You're, I feel like you're a teacher. You're my imam, actually. It's like oh my goodness. You flatter me beyond words. I don't want it's to really just three takes. It's the TQ stuff. It's the race play stuff. It's Afghanistan stuff. And it's like all in the, the umbrella of being very much anti-left. And that's really all it is. I'm just a simple sodomite Afghan <laughs> I ain't, I'm not, all, thank you. I appreciate it no, greatly you, though. No, because you've, you've uh, they're sharpened enough. These simple, these so quote unquote simple things are sharpened to the point for as long as they continue to deliver like this bullshit down the assembly line of culture of all these weird obfuscations. You call this out a lot. I think uh, there's a lot of, I call them delusions sometimes with these like <laughs> mass in delusions, mass retardations. Is what yeah. it really feels like. And you apply that question or that lens to these other um these other framings, and it often holds up extremely well because it's all ooh, one big thing. <laughs> I can't help it that it keeps hitting. I can't help it. Listen, this is what the what drives me insane is because it's like how do you hate Basil from Twitter for just, like, you don't know me that well. Like, you know, it's like, especially in the first, like, year, I was, like, not giving you any part of my personal life. Sorry that it keeps fucking hitting. Sorry that every time you see a radical Asian talking about, like, stop Asian hate, but she has a white boyfriend. Or every time you see, like, land back Native American Pocahontas, but she has a white boyfriend. Sorry that it hits every time. Sorry that, like, oh, every time you get into a fight with, like, a retard lib, you could search the word trans and they believe trans, they say they believe trans women are women. Sorry that it hits every fucking time. Like, can't uh, help Ukraine, it. Ukraine flag and bio. Ukraine and flag and bio. Mastodon. The Mastodon and bio. Is a really that is really that one. Yeah. That's that really like, makes sense. But I didn't think yeah. that when it was happening, that it was going to be so true. But it's like, 
Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's, they, know, they do not log into Mastodon. They want you to know they don't approve. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. I, I would love to see it. Let me see what your masties are looking like. What's your, <laughs> uh, what are they, are you remasting? I don't know what the fuck it is. Are you I masturbating? I, I think that's what is Jeffrey, uh, yeah, is what's his, what's his Jeffrey Lubin? Wait, what's Jeffrey Tubin? Is he on Mastodon? Literally, he's on Masturbatodon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on Twitter, you have a default photo. It is, um, I don't know, I guess I will describe it for the uh, visually impaired listener or honestly any listener i guess because we're not a visual medium there's a, a man he's uh he looks maybe perhaps of perhaps of, i would say afghani descent but i only say that because i know you i would say of right. eastern perhaps descent he looks to me wise I, what i would say like in a some theosophic parlance maybe an ascended master he looks very spiritual and powerful he has a collared shirt i feel like uh, maybe, maybe not, not. No, you know what it is? It's it's a very traditional Afghan thing. I literally bought a bunch of them when I was in Afghanistan. It's just it's like it's like a collared shirt with like three, like you know how like um, I forget what it's called, but it has like the it's like here, here, here. You know, it's like the high collar shirt. Yeah, it's like it's very. I have it on my wall. That's why I'm looking for it as a reference now. Yeah, very Vogue. Very uh, yeah. I don't know, very, I think, fashion forward, in my opinion. In my, I don't even know if I'm actually thinking of it correctly, but in my mind, it is like this, like, very, you know, how, like, uh, great dictators always have a great fashion design. Right. Of. He has a distinct type of visual presence about him. Yeah, I don't know that he's a dictator, but please elaborate. <laughs> Who is this mysterious man? So, fun fact, that is my great-great-grandfather. He's just, um, yeah, he's my mom's great-grandfather. It's just a picture that I had in a family album and it just spoke to me. And it's definitely from like around like the late 19th century. Um, Yeah. He's a Momadzai Pashtun man. I forget his name, honestly, which is terrible, but it's like four generations removed. Um, but uh, it's written on the back of the picture. I just can't remember it right off the top of my head. It's little tie. It's Neil. It's back. It's something Bactrian. Or, right. Know, exactly. Like, exactly. It's, it's honestly probably like Muhammad something, but whatever. Like we'll go with that. But you know, his um, he married his daughter. His daughter was sixteen to a very, 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 very rich man in Kabul, mm-hmm. and um, who was like one of the first or the first type of like governor or mayor or something of Kabul. If any Afghans are listening to this, I'm Mohamed Zai. Like, that's all I have to say. But it's like, uh, then it's like his his son or his grandson is my grandfather. Wow. That's the lineage. Wait, so wait, wait what did you say to your left? Yeah, uh, the Afghan listeners. I... Oh, yeah. Like, they, I just have to say, like, my tribe's name. Yeah, and what's your tribe's name? It's like, what oh, it's Mohamed Zai. It's yeah. like Mohamed Zai, which means, like, you know, like, um, Russians put, like, of or... <laughs> You know, it's like so. Uh, it's it's Muhammad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like that's the that's the tribe that has literally built and ruled Afghanistan from like the 1700s through 1970, whatever. And like, it was mm. a peaceful time. It was a prosperous time. Yes, did things happen? Can people blame us for all kinds of things? Sure, but things those things history is history. You know, history is, I mean, exactly. There's two sides to every story. You know, so I love it because it's like it's a very prestigious lineage. But for me, it means nothing because like my parents came here in the '80s and like had nothing. Like you know, my parents were like my mom was a housekeeper, my dad was a uh, you know a limo driver, wow. and it's like. But my mom grew up very fucking privileged. You know, it was like those th- when you see those girls with with the mini skirts in Afghanistan, like those, like you know, it's like. That wasn't my mom, but it's like, that's the neighborhood. You know, it's like, that's where they could do that. It was the rules I, don't apply. Yeah. 
it was a different, yeah, you guys see pictures. I've heard of this. It definitely, I think you can, I guess, attest or <laughs> confirm that it was, things got worse when everybody started getting up in the business of these countries in the Middle East, especially places like Afghanistan, probably Iran, Iraq, I think Beirut, I think a lot of places or Lebanon, I guess. There was a thing in the sixties where all of these countries decided to stupidly liberalize. So in the sixties, Afghanistan adopted a liberal constitution. The King put forward a constitution that allowed for political parties. And immediately what happened is you had a bunch of fucking uppity PMC fucking college educated faggots immediately demanding commies, these commies demanding all kinds of things immediately and, you know, sponsored by XYZ foreign countries, whether it's Russia or China or, you know, you know, and kind of like blew up the whole system in the seventies. And really I'm, I always say like on the internet, right. I am very much an apologist for the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. I'm an apologist for the Taliban, mostly because I'm Muslim. Well, not mostly because I'm Muslim, partially because I'm Muslim, but mostly because I, value stability and peace and whatever and that's like the realistic living in reality they're the people who are running the country but in my heart of hearts and the way my most of like my family and my tribesmen would say would be like we're monarchists we're like liberal monarchists like you know it's like people like think of like an la persian who likes the mm-hmm. reza shah Pahlavi type of dynasty that's yeah. where my natural inclination should be but because i'm like you know, able to see the one thing. I'm like, no, yes, of course, I would love to be a landed aristocrat. I feel like that was stolen from me, obviously. But for the betterment of my people in my country, it is what it is. You got to deal with the IEA. Yeah, I mean, someone, you, someone has to, you're kind of a nationalist, I guess, or a pre-modernist. I don't know even what the right label would be. It doesn't even matter. I think, I think the Taliban's post, I always say the Taliban's postmodern. Explain it because that's interesting because they are kind of semi-engineered, no, or right. sort of not authentic. Maybe the thing is, like people always say, like, oh, they're primitive, they're medieval, they're whatever. It's like they're not medieval. They view themselves as leading a nation state. They want to engage with the world, the the global markets. They understand what a nation state is, you know, borders, these types of things. They're just illiberal, mm-hmm. and or post-liberal, or pre or post. That's why I'm like pre postmodern, you know. They mm-hmm. just don't ascribe to liberalism. They organize their society and their, you know, their governance through mm-hmm. an interpretation of of Islamic jurisprudence, which has existed for a long time. Like, hello, the Ottoman Empire existed for a long time. It was an, uh, it was a, it was a Hanafi Islamic jurisprudence type of thing. It was not a liberal country. It liberalized, but you know, so it's like they're not medieval. They're postmodern, and I would say even like their most. Um, jarring type like people always be like oh my god the stonings or the hangings or this or that it's a public execution it's a public administration of justice it's very foucault pilled it's reorienting the locus of state power away from the obfuscated prison system and putting it right front and center and saying this is a state delivering a caning or a lashing or whatever on the body so everyone knows and etc etc where it's like that's exactly what Foucault argued that modernism did in uh, when it came about was like obfuscated that state coercion on the body and kind of like put you in a box and literally in a building where you were regimented that way instead of caning you a hundred times, which is way more humane than putting you in a box for 15 years. You make a persuasive case. I think you're totally right about I mean, this almost this blatant hypocrisy. You, you can condemn the Taliban for stoning in public when your state does, you know, execute retards and stuff. You, yeah, exactly. You execute retards, or you want to call, tell them that they're it's an illiberal country. Well, you know what? You can't even fucking wear blackface here. <laughs> it's like I saw a video of Iran for New Year's. They ha- apparently in Iran they have a 
like a spots of Pete or whatever it's called. Like, you know how the Dutch have a blackface character? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Apparently Persians have that too. Afghans, we don't have that. But the Persians have a blackface character. I was like, look, Iran is more free than America. You know, you can't do that here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I actually, so I feel like the Taliban, they sound kind of to me like, um, so just sort of like Andrew Tate pilled, uh, like monarchists, maybe. That's like my assessment of them. They actually hate the monarchy. They view us as like hedonist, like liberal hedonist, you know, indulgent, secular, godless, whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Like a, maybe, like a maybe, <laughs> maybe, but when you got class like that, you know, it's like, it's yeah, like <laughs> they don't know opulence, Basil. They haven't, you know, the right. like, a lot of time probably. Although you, yeah, you were in a pool with them. They do have pools in Afghanistan. Yeah, they do have pools in Afghanistan. I, I chilled with the towel. Yo, I go into those Afghan spaces, and some of my followers I can actually attest because they come into the spaces when I'm. Just, it's like purely Afghan. We're all talking in uh, Farsi and uh, talking to Taliban people, whatever. It's cool. Like they're so chill. There was actually one time. Because they're obviously lib Afghans, right? This one lib Afghan comes up and is like, Basil, because they say Basil. I don't know why they're like, Basil, you are saying very bad things. And da, 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 da. you shouldn't say, oh, because what I said was I compared someone to an animal. I was like, they came in here barking like a fucking dog or barking like a dog. And they're like, Basil, you shouldn't compare people to animals. I was like, okay, once, twice. A third person came up. I was like, the next person who comes in here and tells me how to speak, I'm cursing you out from your head to your toes. Someone else did. And I was like, Lingam dummy cussing. I was like, my, I'm gonna stick my leg in your mom's pussy. I'm gonna sh- piss on your grandma's grave. Da, 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 da. The room went silent. The room went silent. And then the Taliban guy chewed me out for like a good 45 minutes. He's like, you know, Basel, you shouldn't say this. This is not proper. There are women in the room. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, like, yes, Mr. Mullah, you got it. You're right. Sorry, bad basil. That's hilarious. I think it's funny because people like uh, yell at you online and say like Basil's like Taliban. Basically, he's upholding like, and then you go <laughs> back to Afghanistan and they don't. Uh, they are giving you. They're condemning you as well. You just can't win. Of course, I'm not. I never claim to be a Taliban, but if you know, they want to make me, like let me say it here too because I say it in the space all the time. If the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan wants to make me an a liaison or an attaché to either the EU or to France, Ooh. I'm happy to do it. Salary requirements five hundred thousand dollars a year and a flat in either brussels or france or, or paris and that's all i need and i'm happy to serve my country dutifully that sounds uh sounds very patriotic i love <laughs> from the countryside i love this uh beautiful gesture of nationalism i feel like a question that i had you mentioned this um kind of shift i have two questions actually about afghanistan uh, or i guess so you mentioned this shift i guess in the 60s uh this liberalization kind of that kind of overthrew these sense like beautiful wonderful people who maybe yes did a few bad killings here or there whatever they sound kind of to me like the czars kind of uh, like the over Russian- 200 years over 200 it's years beautiful. things happen Happen. okay it's, people get yeah. moved here and there. things happen it's history so and that's, that's a joke but i'm serious shit happens get over it it's uh, exactly and that's uh, and really the question though regardless of all with whatever happened these a worse thing happened which is these commie pinko bastards come in and overthrow the thing how was that facilitated do you know is it like ngos or like how did they do you know no at that time see the 60s was different it wasn't then the whole ngo thing is more of like a modern color revolution thing at that (laughs) time when you had like it was like very much the universities newspapers old school they would be funded literally like where it's like excuse me (laughs) the um the um 
Like the Polytechnic College at the Kabul University was literally built by the Russians. All the professors were Soviets. They were they wanted a Soviet friendly communist regime. There was also I forget which college it was specifically, but there was another faction that was funded by the Maoists, like the Jamiat Mutaraki, which means like the Progressive Youth or Jamiat Javana Mutaraki, where it's like the Youth Progressive Party um, that was funded by uh, Maoist China. For example, but all their ones were fun. The thing is, Afghanistan is blessed and cursed by its location, right? Mm. A successful leader in Afghanistan is one that can ride, like walk that middle path between great powers, and that's what like them or don't like them, okay. But the Mohammadzai kings did this very well, okay. Not the kings themselves, usually their uncles, because the kings were like not really were figureheads, figureheads, but like. It's like, oh, Soviet Union, you want to build for me Salang Tunnel? Wonderful. Great. I love it. Oh, listen, America, um, there's Russians. They're building me nice tunnel over there. Maybe, you know, maybe we go with them. So the Americans say, oh, we're going to build you the Hellman uh, Dam and give you hydroelectric power. They're like, oh, wonderful. Hey, um, Mr. Gorbachev or whatever, whoever, the, you know, the Americans over there, they're building us this. You know, I'm liking democracy a little bit. It's sounding very good. And, yeah. the, the, you know, the Russians build you another thing. It's like walking this really fine Just line, you know. <laughs> and that's and that's what kind of got overturned in 70 because um the king's cousin was the one who overthrew him but he did it with the assistance of commies like soviet commies yeah but whatever it's it's true. history this is a you know that's interesting i know it's it's fascinating because it was uh it's a joke like oh the worldwide communist threat it really it was real it always i mean we were we were we share a border with the soviet union that's the thing it's like well that's why it's like i always like crack on um you know, Afghan liberals who were like, Afghanistan should be with America. It's like, America is a superpower on the other fucking side of the planet. China, we share a border with. I'm riding with China. It, it makes it makes perfect sense to be with Russia, China, pack, uh, regional powers. Right. Uh, I don't know the if, when we went to bomb Afghanistan. I'm old enough to remember like when we went to bomb Afghanistan. It was bizarre. It made no sense to anybody who still there wasn't much critical thought really then either. I guess, but it was like very. It was a bizarre moment where it was like this is so opportunistic. It was so obvious. Like what does this have to do with anything? And it's and like, the whole minutia. It's like boring and trite at this point to even talk about. It. But the whole minutia of like well you know the afghan government at the time did want to see the evidence from the bush administration they were cooperating blah 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 they said and the bush administration just ignored all that and invaded anyway because they want to just blindly turn osama bin laden over that kind of just gets swept under the rug of it's like oh well we decided to evade it's like no i mean there were yes we decided to evade. it was even more it was even less justified and less rational of an action because but it's like easy to dismiss that. It's like, oh, they were cave monkeys. Well, I guess it's American. Thing. They were cave monkeys and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, they were a rational political actor in like a civil war situation, post-civil war situation. They didn't really stand out from the rest of like the right. like, actors in the world stage in the same position. There's plenty of other radical, like quote unquote actors uh, from right. the United States viewpoint. Uh, Brunei yeah. is not a fucking liberal, you know, utopia, you know, even, you know, Singapore and Malaysia are not liberal utopias. But they pay their, they pay their credit Suisse bank. They, they exactly. They buy they the correct contracts. They give the money where it needs to go. They, they are inside the Anglo-American financial empire. It's a system. I don't think people really have internalized that. As that well that these countries that are these boogeymen are often the ones that are just outside of that system or refuse 
to participate. That's what used to always make me so sad. Like in 2021, when the Taliban liberated Afghanistan, I'm like, they're like, oh, women have to now cover their hair. First of all, that's what Afghan women always did. That's how our, that's what our culture is, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm always like, Saudi Arabia, the motherfuckers get to live free. Iran people get to live free. Malaysia, you know, it's like, and you won't let these Afghans live, you know, live. I don't mean live free as in live Western liberal freedom, live in peace the way they want to. Women yeah. in Saudi Arabia got to do that. You know, it's like it, they couldn't drive for a long time, but it's like they got to live in peace. But Afghanistan never got that opportunity. It was always you. Their culture was always used as a pretext to kill and murder them. It was always so it was very upsetting. As it's said, it's said, it is because of that strategic location. I mean, right. it's unfortunate that they're in this. this Cursed and blessed. Cursed and blessed. Really true. Um, one okay, speaking of, I guess, American, maybe Afghan relations. Do you know anything about like Bo Bergdahl, this famous case? It was a United States soldier um, who was like overseas. This is like in the, I think it happened in the Obama years. He like was, uh, he went AWOL basically. He went off the like base and he was abducted by like the, and not the Taliban, maybe it was just by Al Qaeda. I forget who they blamed it on. I think he was in a CIA safe house this whole time. But anyway, it could have been off. Taliban. Yeah, maybe. It was, it was, there was like something, something happened. Anyway, he got released by uh, Obama kind of controversially, like a few years later. He was exchanged. It was in a show called Serial, uh, this podcast that was like around. It's a very strange story. I was uh, just curious because I was like looking into it recently. It's, um, I, I there's, it's, it doesn't smell right. It's something in that story is weird. The soldier goes missing. There- I can't, the thing is, like, I'm not familiar with that one, but the thing is, like, I can't personally, not to be, like, an overly sentimental, it's like, I really don't like to dig deep into, like, war crimes and this and that and the other thing, because it's like, yes, those things exist, yes, there are other, there are journalists and people like that who uncover those things and talk about those things, and it's important and whatever, 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 for me, it does. I hate to sound so I'm a Pisces. Hmm. I'm, you know, it's like it, I don't, those are my people. It's not, yeah, it's like, not just bodies. It's not just, Oh, they collected hands as souvenirs. Those are, those are people who like speak my language. I could see on the street when I was in Afghanistan, I could see them on the street. Like it's like, it's not, it's, it's something that I don't really like to, not that I don't like to talk about. Obviously I'm not a fucking woman but it's like i just i don't i don't expose myself too much to that because it's just like it's very depressing it's like i it's so we afghans are truly so fucking dehumanized in like the general discourse it's like you just have to kind of get used to it and it's like maybe even fetishize it but it's like you gotta work with yeah it's it's hard it's so it's really it's someone else's job. <laughs> it is hard because it's almost in a way not meant to exist in Western discourse in a sense because it's its own thing. It's its own continuum existing independently of all right. Of it's it. something that you're not you can't really square with liberalism generally. So it's like something that you don't even talk about in the in normally. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, and I do not want to kick up any like workers. This one actually is more on the U.S. side. There's something weird going on with always with the United States. Oh, actually, always with the U.S. and like these organizations, Taliban, Al Qaeda. Like they, they're not all always what they see, but things get blamed on these things, and they're not who's. Yeah, for vague. sure. It's very vague, and people think it's this. I don't know. Uh, think about how much people live in a world of shadows and figures, and you know, delusions and psyops when it's something that's so immediate as their own domestic politics shit that it's like you should be able to understand that climate quote-unquote climate change tm is just a thing to get you to pay more for your but it's like people who live in this country don't even get something that that is that immediate to them so now think about something that's on the other side of the planet in asia that you only get through it's like one you know 
one primary source that goes to the AP and da, 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 da. it's like five gate levels of telephone. So it's like that. I'm like, when it comes to Americans, I'm like, listen, all you need to know is normalize relations with the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. The Taliban is not your enemy. Your enemy is in, you know, on Wall Street, in the city of London, in, uh, you know, in Chevy Chase, Maryland, in Silicon Valley. Absolutely. Like, that's where your enemies are. Vatican City, I will say it's that Vatican City. I, I, I try to avoid I know, criticizing I other Abrahamic faiths. But yes, the Catholic Church does give me the heebie-jeebies. I used to always say, like, if I was to ever be Christian, I would be Catholic only because I enjoy the um the ritual and the pomp and the circumstance. Absolutely. But I'm like, the Vatican is fucking weird. Pope Francis, I'm sorry, I really do apologize to Catholics. I don't mean this disparagingly to you or your faith. Pope Francis gives me antichrist Dijalic vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The Vatican, I'm sorry. Like, it, the Pope doesn't even make sense to me. Like, all that kind of stuff. I think of, like, the Borgias. And I, I'm like, what's mm-hmm. happening here? It's like, these people want to have global, like, global commie it, bullshit. Do, have, are you familiar with this? Uh, I think it's called Abramic House. It was um, an initiative built by the, it's an interfaith, like, house. It's, I think, in the United Arab Emirates. Yes, it, it I've seen so this. Weird. Demonic. Yeah, so it's like a, a temp. It's in theory, I guess, ostensibly this beautiful gathering of the Abrahamic faith. There's a, a a synagogue and a church and a uh, 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 why am I playing mosque? <laughs> right. So, um, and they are all together, and they uh, have this center. It's kind of like a Lincoln Center, kind of I guess like a complex of some sort. Yeah. Um, it is the synagogue of Satan, as far as I can tell, as quoted like in the Bible. It was so weird. Every, the initiative it was a part of. I should look it up. It was so weird. Have you heard about this weird thing? I've definitely seen it. I've definitely heard. What you need to know is like these Gulf states are agents of Satan. Oof. Whether you're talking about MBS in Saudi Arabia, you're talking about Dubai, you're talking about the Emirates. These are agents of Satan. MBS literally this year for Ramadan. Ramadan starts tomorrow. Um, shout out to anyone who's fasting. Yeah. Um, um, Wait, tomorrow's yeah, Ramadan? Yes, Ramadan starts tomorrow. Yeah, the sign. Okay, sorry, I, go. it's crazy. Like Afghan New Year's and Ramadan have no connection, but they landed very close in the year. The year this year is like, oh wow, cool. Um, but yeah, no, he's MBS is always talking about like, oh, Saudi Arabia in five years is not going to look anything like it looks now. It's like even mm-hmm. for Ramadan this year, they're they're like limiting, you know the call to prayer they're limiting children being allowed to be allowed in the mosque it's like this is saudi arabia you hold yourselves out to be the protector of the holy cities of islam you mm. are dim you tried to have Nicki minaj come i love Nicki minaj i love Nicki minaj she's an agent of satan in her own way but i love Nicki minaj but you cannot bring her to Saudi. i'm sorry no Exactly. No, she's a yeah. She's a great uh, church of like yeah, New World Order. Saying, I love Nicki Minaj. Like, though. Don't, I, love, don't. I, I feel like you are a long time Barb. I believe. And oh my god, I, I'm a long time Barb. I was a I had a reputation in high school for being a Barb. I, I love this. I like love this basil lore. Were do you, you know like, what? Um, do you know what powder puff is? Powder is puff it? football. Oh yeah, yeah. With the guys that play like uh, the guys do the cheerleading, the girls play football, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We I had powder puff football in uh, our senior year. I had a full Nicki Minaj solo. What song? Oh my God, I really don't. It might've been, mm, I feel like it might've been Shaking It For Daddy featuring Robin Thicke. 
Oh my gosh, you were sleeping on me thinking it was slumber time, but I'm a trading time and I'm on another side. You want to play? Meet me at the football line because I'm a ninja on Calabunga time or something like oh that. That is good. <laughs> now I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure because that was really popping when I was in high school. But like, yeah, no, I'm a barb, barb. So but yeah, no, she's an Asian Satan. She should not go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> She should not be there. Do you feel like MBS is very sexy, though? Kind of. I something about absolute would absolute would. Yeah, there's absolute would. You can yeah. flew me out to Saudi Arabia. You can treat me like an instantati. Nah, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna act like that yeah. with MBS because that's just like not the vibe. If it's MBS, I'm like, oh, okay, we're equal. We're not equal. And it's like. We're kind of yeah you're equals i feel you know like. it's like it's not it's there's no race play thing we're always like yeah flew me out and do that's me like an instant thought like, like no 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 you could flew me out and you could take me shopping <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope that you <laughs> i don't know well if any if any uh yeah sultans are if any saudi yeah. brunei sultans are out there you know i'm volcel see that's the thing people get so confused yeah. yes i'm volcel i'm voluntarily celibate the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. If I find someone who's like worth an eternity in hellfire, maybe I'll give up Volcel. But I haven't. I don't think you know. It's like I don't see it yet. Yeah. And if MBS. Awesome. MBS. Yeah. Are you gonna keep me decked out like that? Okay. Maybe this life is but a test, and I'll have to answer it for the end, and I'll we'll have to burn in hellfire. But. I went out with some Birkins. <laughs> it's, it's, it's MBS kind of doing it. To, I don't know. It feels justified. There's a loop. Oh, it's like if you if, it's like if you have the orgy at the Borgias. If the Borgias invite you to an orgy, yeah. is it is it is it kosher? Elaborate. On the <laughs> Can you elaborate on them? I've heard. Oh, like, I, I just I really don't know anything about Alexander, Pope Alexander the Sixth of the Borgias. I've okay, like okay. three episodes of the thing, but it's like they are the famous ones for like having orgies in the Vatican, and they're like an Italian family that had like three. Po- I don't know what it is. I saw like three episodes of the show. It's like the Hot Pope show or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, like it's like a version of that, basically. I, but yeah, uh, it's like a stand-in for like hedonism in the in the church. I know this reference, like this song by Killa Priest, a Wu-Tang associate, has a song called Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, also known as Bible. Um, it was on the Ghostface. Oh, it was, okay. it was on the Jizza album. It was on Liquid Swords. And a lot of people think it was Jizza, but it was actually this guy. And it's uh, his, his whole, like, just whiz- uh, hip-hop wisdom kind of speak. His whole thing is, like, spiritual vibe. So he's, like, breaking things down. He says something about, like, the Borgias being, like, uh, the image of Christ is really the Pope Alexander. He goes on this whole thing basically about, you know, how it's all, it's all fake and gay <laughs> essentially um, as a it- sunni muslim the whole um hierarchy of intermediaries between you and god is foreign you know that's just all i'm gonna say because if i was shia that shias do that where they like they pray to intermediaries in order to pray on their behalf i'm, I'm not a theologian or whatever but that is closer to where it's like a very um formalized system of imams and stuff like that it's like that is more it, just to my own untrained on theologian eyes seems more analogous to a type of uh catholic catholic mm-hmm. order hierarchy whereas right. like a sunni muslim is like very much like direct connection between you and god you know it's like there's no intermediary no intercession or whatever that's like more of like a protestant type of yeah, i don't yeah. know i'm not a theologian no, or no, anything. But you, no you are kind of i think you're describing a definite distinction and i feel like um, i wonder if that kind of more structured order comes from like a roman or byzantine influence oh for sure for sure yeah 
has to, yeah. It's funny that tomorrow's Ramadan because like, you jo- you were the first guest on this like program. It was a wonderful blessing and honor that you joined me. I'm so happy to have you back. We're here to talk about the law. We I do really we will you know I really do want to talk about this. We, it, we, it, like it has a, a yeah. Let's get there. But I guess I will just say that uh, in the, the law, the law, we're receiving the law. We are here to lay down the law, actually, too. Yes. It's kind of, I think, is important. I may use Mesopotamia by B-52s. Again, I feel like it is, uh, I know it's not, Mesopotamia is not Afghanistan, but there's, you know, there's not you know, new wave songs. Mesopotamia, but. Bactria, that's, once it's, you go to that era, it's like, okay, cool, not too far. I'm, I'm no student of ancient cultures, you know, I believe he says uh, in the song. So, um, and they, they're laying down the law, I guess. And they do Babylon, Babylonian uh, kind of like Hammurabi code. I didn't know that there's like an engraving of Hammurabi code in the Supreme Court, like embedded. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, do you, what do you know about like the law and like legalism and like, <laughs> I guess, is it all as fake? Not to it- dox myself. <laughs> no, but yeah, I am a technically an attorney. I, I don't even know why I say technically. I'm fully an attorney. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I do. I went to law school. I know about the law a little bit. Okay. You know, there's like, do you know, there's like some random, um, internet troll from back in the day who like would um impersonated james charles and like would tweet the n-word and james charles is like i'm gonna sue you and he goes do it baby i know the law (laughs) i did not know that's the origin i've heard that so many times that's hilarious wait i think i know who it was no i do know who it was um joe i mean it's like like, yeah now it's like an ancient it's like it's like saying trisha paytas but like from an ancient bygone era it feels ancient and like um what was the other one the like pokemon there was there was such a great it was a great time it was so pure and innocent old heads real internet old heads i feel huge you have no idea you have no idea uh but i guess (laughs) let's talk about the like let's go back farther than even i go back let's go back to i want to go back to reconstruction actually because we mentioned it earlier uh benjamin braddock the great great benjamin braddock dr ben who's an icon and a legend i feel like in many ways we stand uh, we stand He's correct often. I just have to say, like, his, he's very uh, he's very direct and correct. Like, much like you, I feel and like... And I don't know if it's, like, a real picture, but the picture that I, I, I has been attributed as being him, the man is fucking ripped. The I man believe, looks good. I believe, I believe it in my heart. It does, yeah, there's no there's no question um, in my mind or heart about that. I guess it's a weird thing to say. Spiritually, yes. I think also physically. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it all, yeah, and all that matters is really the yeah, the mental plane. It's really the, all right. that counts in this because because uh, when because yeah anyway spiritually <laughs> i'm hot no <laughs> you have to to the man and you just need to like you need to first of all believe it and like wait no wait till next summer next summer is demon mode i'm on my gym shit like next summer not this summer coming up next summer demon mode watch out you have a i've uh, been bullied uh, enough <laughs> exude, i will say i you know you exude uh, a spirit and that's the most important thing a person can do and therefore you radiate and so that's uh, likewise i feel the same way about you i feel your energy sometimes i i swear <laughs> it's a little i need to find you i don't want to cause any kind of um catastrophes this timeline i want to obey the law i don't think that well spiritually no they're not obeying the law but even legally okay so dr ben he mentions like to somebody in this really great dr ben way where he just kept doubling down on it that slavery did not end in this country which is something i've been very convinced of for a long time that the 14th amendment is kind of like this like trick sort of well actually i've heard things that okay first of all i've heard things about the, the law is all a trick here you want to get to this is the you want to get yeah. to the question it's, it's the law is a trick the law is fake and gay yes. okay when you talk about just talk about the quote-unquote right to abortion whenever you talk about that decision in the penumbra 
of rights yeah, 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 that yeah. is fake and gay yeah, the penumbra of rights is an allusion to yes there are rights the right to privacy is obviously not in the constitution or the bill of rights but it was interpreted as being in the penumbra which if you don't know the word means the glow around the moon that is not the moon nice. itself so the it's like vibe. oh yeah the, basically the vibe. they're like oh well that's something actually you will see in almost any first year law, law class is like your one of your professors will pull up that fucking clip from some movie and be like you know it's the vibe vibe of the thing and it's like yeah basically <laughs> the penumbra is the vibe of the thing but yeah that, the law is fake and gay is it okay so i that makes sense to me i feel like actually i don't know if i should say that like who's gonna well, so, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's for the purposes of the bar the law is very real and serious and you should take it very seriously yeah. well i've heard you don't have to comment on this i've heard things about the british uh what is it british accounting registry i don't know it doesn't the bar stand for some i, I don't know oh um, i don't know probably something demonic i'm sure as as demonic. Concerned, oh, i had should... to go to an eyes wide shut party with the masquerade thing and like suck oh. off random people just to get my bar no i'm kidding that's like not true i shouldn't say that <laughs> i will not disparage any uh bar. i didn't have to i just did it for my own i did it on my own volition i will discuss my um radical beliefs about the bar association when you're not a guest on the program for uh for your sanctity well, but yeah I, we'll do it during our private vibe out session i feel like though that in general though, like okay so it's it does feel like a trick wait is this true i've heard that like when you're in court you're basically praying to god and it's like whose prayer is like the most rational is essentially like what is like actually it's a play it's like a you're playing out a little like theater play according to like dungeons and dragons script right it all depends it all depends like if you're doing like low level crime shit like da shit like you're playing yeah you're a mystic you know it's like but there are other people who've had very technical roles in the law very straightforward very almost un- non-political roles in law. but even those frameworks are all obviously political they're all in, you know it's like all choices of like who chose what for whatever reason and it was so funny like going to law school and like i went to a very liberal law school it's like hearing the people i went to, my peers like have you know not conniptious or not like fucking like just kind of like epiphanies and realizations about like yes mm-hmm. zoning is so that you could keep undesirable people out of your fucking neighborhood and like to them it's like what what do you mean what do you mean it's like yeah or i'll never forget okay you want to hear a funny story okay i'll never forget being in a crim law class and this persian bitch literally tried to make the uh, argument that rape by deception i.e say I pulled up to the club with clothes that I rented, a car that I rented, saying lying side that I had a different job, lying that I made more money, blah, 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 and you sleep with me on those pretenses, she was making the case that that is rape. That same woman, three years later, when Afghanistan fell, no, I'm sorry, excuse me, excuse me, when Afghanistan was liberated. Yes, excuse, excuse me. me. Biden so fell for a million yes. times. Right. When <laughs> Afghanistan was liberated, do you know, it was so, 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 so difficult on August 15th, August 16th, all of August, all of September, all those months to take the position that I'm taking now because I, you can't tell the future. So there are people being like, there's going to be mass femicide. There's going to be mass murder. There's going to be mass rep-. I was like, let's wait and see. We're hopeful for peace. Let's not un- you know, destabilize peace. Do you know how fucking hard it was, especially when you're dealing with other Afghans who have just as much emotionality built into it as you do? Like this bitch came at me fucking crazy in the dms you're like i can't believe you da, 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 da. i actually work for the treasury department's uh, afghanistan portfolio and i've worked know a lot of afghans and in my head and especially now i'm like bitch you are directly profiting off of the occupation of my land and you are here lecturing me about being tentatively 
hopeful about the future of my country. You know, it's like, that's like how the law is. It will get you to a point where you work for the occupation, but because you are within the perfectly black and white bounds of the law, you think you're morally neutral. You know, you think it's, oh, whatever, it's legal. You know, it's like lots of things are fucking legal. Doesn't mean it's morally legal versus the law, I guess. I mean, she, right. she sounds like she was possessed by the the law. The oh, legal. listen, LA, yeah. LA, Pers- LA atheist type Persians are the most demonic types. Monarchists, the types of people who hate the Islamic Emirate and want to restore the Shah and like LA Persians. They I are demonic, Shah's demonic, Shah's demonic. Shah's oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like Reza, uh, Reza Farahan. They're coming for us. They're coming for us. Savak, Savak is coming. Oh my God. It was just the rock I stole from Nancy Pelosi's house. I like I like to like do my soothing stone. It's like my fidget spinner. I just like rub my thumb. Is on that it. like what the his her husband's lover was attacking him with? No, actually, it was just like in this. It, no, I mean, I maybe I don't think so. It's a very small. It's not that big of a stone, I guess. Um, it's what he was shoving up his ass. It might have been. I think <laughs> I, I, the artifact. I stole it. From, yeah, I, I stole it from the crime scene. Well, I went about like, so there is like a thing, because I feel like with a lot of the stuff with COVID, especially the legality of it, first of all, I think a lot of it was fake. It wasn't even really laws. It was like recommendations. Yeah, which actually like even when enforced seemed to have been a lot like there's a recent case in Santa Clara County with this church that um, I'm very familiar with them from the, the area. And it was like uh they kept they stayed open in 2020 during the like kind of spring during the april season i think during easter probably um and they were fined like by this the city and it was like a whole bunch of sh- shit and eventually this uh, ruling came and they was uh, restored like that they were not you know but after were, the like, fact that because that's the thing it's like that. yes because that's the thing it's like the law is very much like the science tm the law tm is very much like the science tm in which it's retroactive backwards looking but it's like some people know what's right and what's true in the moment but liberals can't do that they need the data they need the science they need the studies they need the legal decision to come out before they could do that so for example like the new york um the whole vaccine mandate eventually got overturned in the courts but like 18 months later because the legal system is process is by nature slow but that means that for 18 months it was perfectly legal or at least an open legal question to the point where all of your employers were making you do it. So it's like, it's, it's just like the science where it's like, oh, now we know that th-. it's like, yeah, motherfuckers, we knew at the time, but we did, we're not fucking liberals who need fucking fake ass peer reviewed studies with backwards looking fucking shit with some of us know in the time. But then it feels like it is like the science in the sense that it's also kind of corrupted or like captured where you have judges like who are just so swayed by the the CDC says or whatever that they like will like ignore obvious infractions, I feel like, in the law. Well, Um, I will say Trump was great in this because he got so many federal judges through in his tenure that actually the judiciary is actually maybe I would say maybe the least paused. 
you know, to <laughs> use a term from the right or right wing friends, the least positive, you know, you will find judges who understand what America is and freedom is and things like that. It's like, but yes, there you will absolutely also many, many, many cases, especially where you are, find judges who are very much paused, like the Alex Jones judge who, you know, it's like those types of people. District of Columbia, forget it. It's another country as far right. as Oh right. my God, forget about it. The federal circuit. Not God help you. God help you. Literally don't. I think they're military occupied. Uh, but I think New York you mentioned. I want to shout out. There's a case. Bobby Ann Cox is this attorney. She um, challenged Governor Hochul. Well, this was originally Governor, uh, what you call it, um, Cuomo's order. It was part of his order to create basically concentration camps, much like kind of what they had in Australia during COVID. Right. Really, a really ridiculous. Um, essentially, they rolled over to Governor Hochul. She tried to run it through. She didn't even have the executive power to do so at the time. It took, like, to your point, it took a long time to go through courts, but this attorney, this really spunky attorney, I like her, she, uh, Bobby Ancox, like, fought this case and, like, was like, this is not constitutional. They, like, uncovered that the, basically in court that, like, when asked the state was, like, if people want to get out of this, you know, if they get put into a concentration camp for anything, including, like, I think toxic shock syndrome was listed on the potential public health reasons you could be rounded up by the public health officials and sent to said camp. Uh, like, toxic cocktails, uh, food poisoning was on this list. Like, a really ridiculous thing. So it's obviously, like, what the fuck are they doing here? Uh, and the government is defending it. Um, well, I'll I- never forget being in constitutional law one time. And we were reading Korematsu. Korematsu is the famous or infamous case, I should say, uh, where uh, for Japanese internment during World mm-hmm. War II. And I remember reading it and going to class the day that we were talking about it and raising my hand and saying, well, you know, the way that I'm reading this case is that, or like the way that I'm reading the notes on the case is that this is still technically good law. Like this is not, because Korematsu was like, a, a, they mm-hmm. upheld the decision. And my professor, it was very weird because I got I got to law school right before the 2016 election. And I saw all of my peers and my professor's minds break. Like people, the day after the election, people were crying in class, unironically, like literally crying in class. But um, I remember being like, so this is like technically good law, right? And it was just kind of in the context of like, Trump is very likely going to win. Like, so people, someone could cite this, you know? And she's like, well, you know, it would be in very bad taste. This is something that would call the anti-canon. This is not something that an attorney would really cite to. And I was like, but they could, right? She's like, you know, she, that's kind of where it got to. It was like very much that impasse. Mm-hmm. Then like two or three years later with the so-called Muslim ban, whatever you want to think about it, I don't care about it. Yeah. But it, when it came up, when that was being argued in Hawaii or whatever it was, or, yeah. what did the government mm-hmm. attorney rely on? He relied on Korematsu. And I remember sending her a fucking email being like, well, you know, so sure. Yes. <laughs> with, when it's with, right. When it's with Trump, it's hyperbole and it's not real. But when it's Joe Biden and it's Fauci and it's Leanna Wen and it's this whole context, it's still the law. If you live near a military base, if you live near an armory, if you live near a sensitive whatever it is very much the law that the government can round you up for whatever reason if you they decide to go to war with China or Russia or whoever. And it's like so, so something I want to say is like, listen, you know, someone like Tucker Carlson, you don't want to go to war with Russia. You also don't want to go to war with China. The second you go to war, it's like your rights go away. Even more so than even more so than what? Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. the emergency as it is, which America has been in one for I, I don't know a very. I, I saw some statistic that most Americans, regardless of when they were born, uh, from 1776 to now, live a majority of their lives under emergency orders. Right. 
so standard, but, and that goes kind of to, I guess, the question I had about reconstruction, which is like, is America even legally real? So the theory I've heard is that kind of, uh, you know, the Civil War happened. I contend it's not really over slavery. I feel like, uh, well, that's a part of it. I feel like a lot of it was driven outside forces from uh, trying to destroy America. I think there's something very special about the United States Constitution that is distinct, that gives people rights that really are ordained, that people understand what those rights are. They really are pretty powerful compared to the history of, like, a civilization right. or whatever. And even if they're not exercised or they don't seem apparent to us right now, maybe. But in theory, this is a very powerful document. They're trying to destroy it. And the theory is, I guess, that, like, even after the Civil War, you know, kind of it, it worked. The plan basically worked and they were able to at least undermine to a certain degree the Constitution by essentially selling out the country. As a, the, the theories are it's a corporation, which, I mean, it, it is because it is. But but the thing is, it's like the Constitution is great. We don't live under the Constitution. The Constitution is not the government governing law of the country. You know what the governing law of the country is? The Civil Rights Act of 19, whatever, 60, whatever it is. That is the that. You do not have freedom of association because mm-hmm. if it has disparate impact, it you don't know you no longer have freedom of association. You don't have freedom of speech because if you are at a workplace and it is discrimination, you don't have freedom of speech. You we live under a regime that exist that is fully under the Civil Rights Act, and this is why. This is why. See, let's go back to my you know my persona that which, my you know my reputation which precedes me on the internet. Oh, Basil is obsessed with trannies. Basil hates trannies. Basil's a prude. Basil's a regressive. Basil has internalized homophobia. Basil, whatever autistic, whatever you want to say, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fucking law. It mm-hmm. has to do with the Equality Act. It has to do with the Supreme Court decision in Bostock, where we are including gender identity expression into the Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Including mm-hmm. something in the Civil Rights Act is 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 tantamount to a, a constitutional amendment because that is the mm-hmm. governing document that we live under. So if the governing document, the Civil Rights Act, includes gender identity and expression as something that is prohibited uh, discrimination, that is mm-hmm. uh, scrutinized under heightened scrutiny by the courts, guess what? That means that gender ideology is the fucking law of the land, and that uh, someone can change their fucking their their license. You could get res- you could get fired from your job. You could get all of these things are because it's the Civil Rights Act. It's the it, law. It, it, what you're describing is like a virus inside of the law. Almost, it's this idea. It's it's this spread of this like literally like a, a virus, in, a legal virus almost. And like the Civil Rights Act, I guess maybe to explain a little bit, because uh, like it might sound crazy to some people, like like to like ostensibly gay, ostensibly like a minority, I guess people like are complaining about the Civil Rights Act. But I feel like it's absolutely been used against people for, for the things you uh, stated. Just red pill us on that. The question really is, you repeal the Civil Rights Act. The Civil Rights Act, when it was enacted, was always meant to be this type of temporary solution to rectify the holdovers from slavery, the inequalities from slavery, et cetera, et cetera. It has always been, in the jurisprudence, in the court opinions, something that was meant to be a temporary thing. You cannot tell me that the only reason that black people would be denied service somewhere is because of their race in 2023 or that if the if it if but uh, but for the civil rights act you or I could not go patron a business or whatever 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 and the question is like 
for my if you if you're a conservative if all my my right wing friends do you fucking believe in the free I don't believe in the free market obviously but if I'm taking the rhetorical position against a conservative do you believe in the free market or not should you be allowed to deny service to someone for any reason that you choose or not mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that you should I don't want uh, I want to be able to have if I have an organization have it the way I want. if I want to have a men's club where we're guys and we're dudes and we suck and we fuck I don't want to have a fucking federal case for not accepting a woman. And, mm-hmm. you know, when when Roe v. Or Wade got overturned man. or a trans. Exactly. A woman. When when Roe v. Wade got overturned, a lot of people brought up the fact that, you know, it was poorly decided. It was poorly written. It's bad law. It's it's because the thing is, the courts mm-hmm. took on a legislative role in that place. And they, this whole trimester scheme, et cetera, et cetera, that was, you know, reintroduced in Casey whatever, or refined in Casey. That's what, and people will be like, oh, that's bad. It's like. Oh, you think Roe v. Wade was bad law? Wait till you read Brown versus Board of Education. Brown versus <laughs> Board of Education. Okay, I don't agree. You know, it's like even if you agree with the outcome of it, the reason, the legal reasoning for it was fucking nonsense. It was like all of these sociological sociology is fake and gay. Oh, so yeah. all these, all these sociological things was like, oh, you know, if you discriminate against black children, they internalize it. Da, 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 da. I don't like that. Is not twenty twenty three. That's not the fucking world we live in. We live in a world where we worship disabled black bussy seller trannies. <laughs> Sorry, that's not the fucking world we live in. So it's like, yes, uh, repeal the Civil Rights Act, it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care about repealing the Civil Rights Act because it's like people who talk about the thing is like there are immediate legal political questions that are in contest up for debate on the battlefield immediately, right? The trans question is one of those things. DEI is another one of those things. The Ukraine war is another one of those things. These are immediate political questions that are currently being debated in the legislative houses, in the courts, et cetera, Vaccines, et cetera. All have vaccines, all that, all of those COVID, things. COVID crimes. And then there are other things which are niche things that like, for example, you know, when you see your right-wing anonymous uh, racist friends who want to talk about like repealing the Civil Rights Act, that's not on the political, di- like, yes, cool, I agree with you, but that's not on the fucking that's not in the buffet that's not an option for you to pick right now so we you know what we're gonna do we're gonna pick up we're gonna pick up a little anti-gender ideology we're gonna pick up a little bit of anti-vaccine uh mandates we're sure. gonna pick up a little bit of isolationism anti-ukrainism we're gonna pick up a little bit of you know get israel off the tee we're gonna pick up a little you know it's like these types of things that are in immediate recognize the iea obviously i'm opening myself up to accusations of bias and blah 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 blah, blah when i say that but that I feel like goes along with the same things. It's about a geopolitical thing that's currently contested. Like what is America's imperial role right now? That is in it, an immediate question. Mm-hmm. Uh, secure the border. I would say is secure the border. Oh my God. Yeah, don't even get me fucking started. Secure the fucking border. Very shocking. I, I don't, I can't quite even wrap my head around what's millions, happening. millions like, and millions and millions of people. It's insane. And it's insane. Like, I, I would, I can't, uh, it's, it's well. So yeah, I would, I think you're, you're correct. But I'm think. a Marxist. If anyone, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't, yeah. I have to secure the border, deport the, know. deport the illegals, uh, repeal the civil rights act, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But as a Marxist. And that's, well, but it it's like, sense. all these things are so fucking gay and stupid and fake and whatever. It's like, yeah, but whatever. Well, none of those things are like economic, really. I mean, they are ultimately, I mean, everything's been uh, because of the politicization, but ultimately like uh, Barks didn't know about Civil Rights Act because it was- Exactly. Listen, the world world has progressed beyond 18, whatever. I wonder- Although, although I will say the whole 
Oh, the grounding of my analysis, the whole, like, you'll see if you follow me on Twitter, I often say the word Bonapartist. I can't get away from it. I can't help it. That's very Marxist. That's a very, like, read yeah. the 18th Lumiere. It's like, we are living in a Bonapartist moment right now. It's like a faction of capital is beating down another faction of capital using street thugs on the tree. It's like 20th century fascism, 20th century, you know, whatever, German, Italy, whatever, was another Bonapartist moment. We are living in a current Bonapartist moment. The analog to those Nazis and the fascists are AOC rad lib type tranny ad, trans rights advocates. Like those are, those are Nazis. They'll put us in camps if they get the chance. Or the students at Stanford University. Or the students at Stanford. Let's that go. I knew we were going to get there. I fucking knew we were going to get it. Here because I think that's um, it's important. There was a recent incident at Stanford University. I shared it. Uh, I think you probably heard it. But I shared it, a video with you. I think it's. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, so it was a circuit court judge. I think he. I think he's a Trump appointee. He was invited by the Federalist Society. They're lovely boys and girls who are minorities, basically at Stanford. Like typically, the Federalist Society are like. Either it's a minority of them are cool, and then uh, the other ones are like normie conservatives. So it's they, like the Federalist yeah. Society are your friends. They are a threat to no one, but maybe like I don't know, a gentleman's like haberdashery seller. Yeah, like, that. like they're, they're cool. They're, they're cool. Rush. They are your lame friends. They're cool. We are nice to them. They're gonna bum the Federalist like, Society. Yeah. They, like what if you're wearing a bow tie? Like they'll come for Lambda. You. If you hear like a law school Lambda, that's your enemy. If you hear the Federalist Society, that's your problematic friend. And it's so, and I think, um, okay, so yeah, so this, this, <laughs> this judge is Kyle, uh, Kyle Duncan. He's a circuit court judge, I think, of the Fourth Circuit. Um, his biggest crime that I could find, I guess, is, is being a white man. He missed, he was, well, thank you, actually, I guess, yeah, his primary crime is a white man, a Trump appointee, and invited by a Federalist Society. Right. And the ostensible, I think, um, crime to bring everybody together for this, uh, Maoist session. I don't know what to call it. They, did shout it, and I guess uh, it was he misgendered. I guess in a ruling, he refused to acknowledge the gender identity of a of a tranny rapist. So he, right. he misgendered, quote unquote, a tranny rapist. And that's unacceptable. We have to defend, of course, in this situation, the tranny rapist because. But they do. Oh, but they yes. do. That's the thing. We don't. But they do. The tranny rapist, just like the crackhead who's going to stab the Asian lady in her hotel in her apartment building, just like whatever are their political allies. That's why when I talk about PMC lumpen, they're the PMC defending the lumpen. The the tranny rapist, you know, the black crackhead who's going to uh, kill an Asian lady in New York and stop Asian hate, that's their political coalition. They do have to defend that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Yeah, it's not just coalition. It's like a, a, I believe, like a bifurcated state that they're trying to implement by- Yeah, the Eloy and the whatever, the time machine. Yeah, some kind of like some kind. Wait, wait what's that? <laughs> the time machine, the Eloy, and the oh, oh is that H.G. Wells? Yeah, H.G. Wells. You know the two yeah. society. The one is the Eloy, and what's the other fucking one? I forget. I don't, I, I know. I know what you're talking. Uh, about. It, it is because chime H.G. in Wells. the comments if you would. Yeah, if you, well, he's a Fabian. He's like this is like this literally uh, social engineers, basically. I would say of the right. royal of the royal marxist variety i don't even know there it's a weird it's hard because you have people who are like oh it's worldwide communism and it's confusing because they yeah, are that's why i'm always annoyed with Lindsay. Like, is, is it communist i don't know it's it's the bleeding edge of liberalism of capitalism which is in a sense like yeah that works for marxist thing because they're the ones sweeping away the last bondages of patriarchal pre-capitalist society so it's like yes are they fascist or the blah blah, blah. it's like are they co- socialist sure whatever it's like none of those the labels are fake and gay there are enemies 
is the yes, left. Exactly. This one big, this one big thing ultimately, right. and it's uh, it's it's at the end of the day, I think. Um, and, and so, so they're undermining this country through various ways. One way is through the courts. One way is through people's minds, of course, and young people's minds, I guess. And this is a law school, which is shocking. It's like a top three, I guess, law school. Stanford it's a very good law school. Scary. It's a scary place, I will say. As a if person, I marked my race as black, I could have gotten in there. You, 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 <laughs> and you could have used your uh, the law legal framing to justify that claim. Yeah. Actually, I feel like or the thing least, is, you know, these are supposed to be people who are able to hold complex, you know, engage with complex issues that are very highly contested and be able to do so in a rational way, in an articulate way. But something that I need everyone to understand is like. The dumbest people, the most retarded people I ever met were in law school. Some of them, you know, you have to get away. I don't call people educated. I, I've retired that word from my vocabulary. I say credentialed. Okay. Mm -hmm. These are credentialed people. These are credentialed left-wing jackboot activists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they did here. They invited this poor, this poor man. Not this poor man. He is, he is a person with considerable power in our system, et cetera, et cetera. But they invited him as a guest to speak on this issue, and they attacked him in this, like, disgusting struggle session. And they had this fucking Uh, Aunt Jemima-ass bitch come up here and be like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Basically asking, is it worth inviting this this jurist here to just talk about this topic to these students if they're going to – if they're going to be the ones who shout him down? It's like it's this weird, insane inversion of – of freedom of speech and of discourse mm. and preach and, and preach and it's it's what the view described as a student protest however which they didn't show many images it was ridiculous like we can talk about the view maybe in a moment but uh it was a sh- it, they shouted they obstructionist they were stopping him from speaking by constantly interrupting and uh, coming into the room again this is a counter perspective like the, this is not the mainstream view it's Stanford so like already like this is this is a mainstream event really I mean it is it's federal society but this but is like he's a, providing like, a counter narrative exactly. his is the voicing that it precisely needs to be protected because it is the it is heterodox to their orthodoxy and it's like it's um sorry I lost my train of thought but it's like these people are demon okay I was I thought I was gonna say it was like it's fair. you know it's like um Oh, right. No, my the thing that I wanted to say was like, I, I can't help but point out what is the reason they are all there. The fucking TQ, the fucking tranny question is the reason that this, along with so many other things, are inflection points. This is the bridge that the left cannot abide by you crossing because this is the weakest link in their chain. This woman comes in. Her name's Tyrion Steinbach. She isn't in, she's a Mrs. Butterworth because she's like... Lights yeah, I need to see the 23 and me, bitch. Maybe a little Rachel Dolezal. Like You're I'm giving me Quadrarune. It's a quadrant. I think octoroon. I'm going one. I'm going I don't know. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Which that was a threat. I mean, that was her whole framing of that was like, yeah, you're welcome to speak here, just like they're welcome to speak here. Which their speech is, of course, when you think of a student protester, they're allowed to be out in the quad. They're allowed to like shout him down as not he in the fucking space, yeah. not allowing the thing to fucking go on. Exactly. This isn't. This is now. You're just now you're, you are trespassing. Essentially, you're causing a, a circus. Like what it is an infringement on the law? Of course, and it's ironic that it's ironic that they can't. They really they can't handle like this other viewpoint because wouldn't you say, Basil? Maybe in the law, sometimes there's like a defendant and like a prosecutor, and there's like 
two sides to it and you like, I don't know, in the law, do you ever like take two sides and have to evaluate them maybe? Like it's just so ironic to me that they can't- There's, like, a, there's a very powerful word in the law called reasonable. <laughs> and that is what a judge's job is, is to fucking define that in every instance. It's something also called a balancing test, all of these things. But the thing is, these people are not being trained to be lawyers. It's the same reason they're getting rid of academic uh, credentials to get into these places like SATs and ACTs and all these things. It's because these institutions are meant to just credential, credentialize, give credentials to the Democratic Party's foot soldiers. Yeah. And so that way, when you go to the doctor's office, it's a fucking foot soldier. When you go to the, when you're to your attorney, it's a fucking foot soldier. It'll be much easier for someone who wants to have a grievance where it's like, oh, my employer misgendered me, blah, 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 blah. It'll be much easier for you to find an attorney than someone like who's like, my job is forcing me to put pronouns in my bio. And I'm sorry, I believe that that is a religious infringement upon me. I don't, I don't believe in gender religion. I don't, you can't make me put she, he, him in my pronouns and in my, in my email signature any more than you can make me put Christ is Lord in my signature. It's a religious do- uh, declaration and I don't believe in it, but good luck fucking finding it. And I'm just waiting for the day that some, that they come to me and say, put your pronouns in your thing. Cause I'm like, sweetie, I believe in God. I'm Muslim. And we're going to take this shit to the Supreme court. Oh my God. 2024 is the year basil goes mainstream as like, you know, Joe, John Doe in the tranny case. Basil versus HR. Basil goes to Washington. Yeah. I cannot wait. I feel like um, that isn't that's yeah. Sue this to these Tyrion Steinbach type of bitches. Cause right. so she's DEI, I guess, Dean. She came in, she did give like a 10 minute speech. It was insane. Like I, I, it's enraging to watch. Uh, she does, th- I think, threaten him by saying, like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Meaning, like, look at all the like, harm you're causing. Like, all these people are on the verge of self genociding. Like, you can see, like, she's literally, just, it's this whole like intimidation. It's like hostage, it's more hostage porn. Basically, where it's like, if you don't, you know, if you don't comply, you're actually hurting the community. She talks about the community at one point. She says, uh, oh, my God, she says something so annoying. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're tearing the fabric of the community apart. It's like what they're disrupting this, their fellow students event. They're tearing apart the fabric. I will say kudos to Stanford after the fact, the administration for apologizing to the judge. Because the thing is that mentality is pervasive throughout all of the legal academic institutions. The DEI type of thing is pervasive. That is the mainstream. And I don't even know if the, I can very easily see something similar to that happening at my alma mater. I don't know if my alma mater would have issued the apology. They would have supported the protesters. Mm-hmm. And you know, cause I remember not the year after I graduated, they tried to cancel um an advisor or an, um, an administrator for not being proactive enough in, you know, expelling a student who like tweeted rap lyrics, you know? And it's like, that's the, that is the pressure that is coming from the students towards the administration. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, you really need to be encouraging people. First of all, you need to yourself be willing to stand 10 toes down and say, no. No, I will not play pretend with you. I will not uh, acknowledge the gender identity of this tranny rapist or any tranny unless I choose to. Because like I said, it's like, girl, if I'm seeing you casually, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if I'm in a position where we are talking, we are very, this is a very formal position. No, I will not do that. Held speech. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So first of all, you need to be doing that yourself, you know, dear listener. 
But you also need to be encouraging that in not in your judges, in your institutions, in your take sellers, in your media figures, whatever, to be like, I need you as a matter of principle. I understand. I don't care what you do in your personal life with your tranny friends and your girls and the dolls. Yeah. I need you as a matter of principle when we're talking about the law and politics, et cetera, et cetera, to stand 10 toes down and say, no, your tranny genocide is not real. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's not fucking real. Just like your gender identity is not real. I do. I am not compelled. No, I do not buy into your emotional b- blackmail. Sorry. Next 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 exactly oh my goodness it is so infuriating and um it's so infuriating and then you mentioned okay you mentioned the apology though the woman that it's another dean i guess apologized she then was like the victim i'll call her victim of this strange gathering which i still cannot find images of which i think is chilling in its own right that right the shame shame shame, shame thing. thing happened all these students gathered in black and i read this like these testimonials from it was on fox news i think reported on it basically uh students being like we felt like we couldn't not do it we like i had to do this someone like speaking on background these are students speaking on background being like this is like scary um it, they gathered they all dressed in black and basically did a shaming moment and kind of like left all these like notes on the door it was like these very- are not college kids That's people say like these are college kids these are not college kids you are at least 22 years old when you go into law school law school has 22 year olds to 50 year olds like these yeah. are adults 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 even by dumbass retard rad femme standard you're not fully developed these are adults and to be acting in this way to be to be uh vulnerable to that kind of social pressure from an attorney from an officer of the court it's chilling one of the student protesters quote unquote these disruptive uh, like malice i hate to call them it's kind of fun uh it had a sign that said in the in the room in front of the judge it said like uh judge i didn't say judge said kyle duncan can't find the clit and like his he kept shouting this thing like it was so weird and gross and they didn't show that on the view these people are disgusting these people are fucking disgusting disgusting, vulgar childish I hate, I hate it. I hate them. I hate it. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. These people, you want me to feel, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm like how they all went for Matt Walsh when they came for Dylan Mulvaney for being too mean. No, these people are fucking coming for you. It's like, what do you think this is? You think this is a fucking game? You thought it was a fucking, the reason you're, you're so fucking afraid to reject this gender ideology bullshit. They fucking tried to fucking inject you with shit they tried to get you fucking fired from your job you don't you still don't get it's not a fucking game it is not i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you it is not a game and i i will say i guess uh if you're not motivated maybe if you're afraid of basil's message of it motivated by hate which i i get there's a it's a fire it's like a fire it's motivated by a love of justice exactly it's It's motivated by a love of justice Uh, i'm sorry i'm not i i need to live in reality yeah, I, <laughs> do you know how dangerous it is? Dangerous it is to sever your connection to reality. Some people hold on to te- reality by a tether, by a string. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will not give you the fucking license to make me live in a fucking clown world. I won't do it. I'm sorry. I live in reality. I worship God. I hate the devil. I hate the antichrist. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry reach and it's yeah it's almost um kind of like I, it's a love for these people who are corrupted by this devil like by this like mind virus it's like a cliche i want it. these people to not be as sick as they are yes. i'm very sorry i've said this on fucking i said this on um thoughts and prayers shout out them 
I'm sorry. It's not my fucking. Some of these people will have to be reeducated. Some of these people are convinced that they are under a fucking genocide and they will play into, oh my God, I'm being genocided. I'm sorry. I cannot coddle your delusion. I need you to give it up. Society is already an agreed upon delusion that we all collectively kind of operate under like the laws of delusion in a sense right. like it's kind of like an agreed upon make believe just to function you don't have time for your pet boutique delusions being like right. on the matrix even that delusion is like we accept it because it's predicated on like yes we have to accept exactly we have to accept certain legal fiction there's a whole concept of legal fiction tons of legal fiction an llc is a legal fiction exactly. it doesn't exactly. really exist exactly. you know but we accept that absurdity of a legal fiction for an llc because you know it makes the economy run better we are i'm not going to allow you to include into the law listen trannies existed 20 years ago Trains existed whatever ago, but it was not included in the law. It was not recognized. Your gender identity, which is fake and not real. No one has one. Not me, not you. We're not cis. They're not trans. No one has a gender identity. Was not a recognized feature in the law before Bostock. And that is the that is the issue. And as I think Jennifer Bilek, which shout out, I always have to shout out her. Who shout out her. We love her. We love Jennifer. Jennifer, we, we have to follow back. Follow back. We'll have you, yeah, get, follow back Basil and like we'll call, we'll call interview. We'll get. Uh, get oh my her. God, I would love that. I would love. I, I she's would, really, she, she knows the ins and outs of follow the money. Well, and I feel like she's pointed out that the law where it did talk about transsexuals, I guess, or however it was defined then, they did have rights. Like they were actually able to marry before gay people were able right. to marry each other under their preferred identity. Like the law was actually, it, this whole, it's a myth of, don't even, don't even get me started on the crime statistics and like the like, oh, this, like when you actually look at the numbers, it's in the double digits. Like people will be shocked to see what the number Oh, when I- they talk about like a trans genocide, first of all, it's always uh, black trans, I'm sorry, excuse me, black bussy sellers in wigs who are trying to trick straight <laughs> men, first of all. Second of all, the absolute numbers are like you said in the double digits over multiple years if you want to say that every trans person who gets every bussy seller in a wig who gets murdered by their john is a genocide because of how small the population is you have to apply that logic to how many of them end up being pedophiles and sexual assailants mm-hmm. and just so you- like let's be fucking real i'm so i'm not playing these games with these people <laughs> compared to their community's uh rate of murder itself if they're black right thing. Example, what's going on with that city uh, demographic, I guess, would be fair to look at as a data science, not driven by race or anything, just driven right, by right. Numbers, right? But this is also why it's like, I, I would say it's like, um, all of these like identity based because like people will be like, oh, you're a based gay. It's like, no, I'm not. First of all, I hate that. T- I hate it's that term stupid. because it's, it's like, it's fun, but it's, stupid. but yeah, no, it's fun, but it's, it's very fun, but it's, it's also stupid. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, all of the there's a reason why actual right wingers don't fuck with based gays and I don't fuck with based trannies or based blacks or whatever it is is yeah, because yeah. <laughs> there's this unspoken pink elephant in the room that as a quote unquote homosexual or homosexual gay or whatever or as a minority or as a whatever you could always revert back in a second and start policing the discourse using that stupid little identity that we all accept mm-hmm. as fake and gay but the legal system is such that the legal apparatus is always right there just in the background like fall back into and be like actually that's sexual harassment or that's sexual discrimination or that's racial discrimination or that's training discrimination or whatever you know 
Mm-hmm. The, you know, and they, yeah, it takes it takes people very special faggots like uh, myself and Basil Sai to advocate for overthrowing the uh, civil rights act, which it make you. I mean, I'm so I was Stonewall already was a mistake. Put the Stonewall, gays back in the was, closet. Make homosexuals Tennessee Williams again. It was fake. We uh, we should wrap in a moment. I think, yeah. uh, but I would say this is ama- this has been amazing, Basil. I, oh, I, I always I, have a blast with you. I have a thought though, like uh, this. Okay, so this student protest. I want to go back just really quickly. These black black clad students. There's reports of like a hundred of them gathering in this like thing. There's no pictures of it, and I I, I looked. I find it weird. Only just that uh, either a it didn't happen the way it's reported. That's technically a possibility, right? I think Fox News didn't make this up, though. It's like they, they do have some credibility in terms of journalistic standards. It's reported a couple of different outlets. Is it that the students were so afraid to take pictures or that they all understood not to because this is kind of an intimidating act that we don't necessarily want the public to see? That They're very, they're very sophisticated. The thing is, don't think your enemies are dumb. I hate the shit where the elites are dumb, the elites are retarded, the yeah, foot soldiers that. are dumb. These yeah. are PMCs. They yeah. are all in law school. They are full... People in law school are overcorrect, hypercorrect because they are in this thing, this in this whatever. You know, it's funny because a couple weeks ago was my birthday. I was we went to karaoke and I was like, I need everyone to say a racial slur into the mic on camera, please, because it's like very much that mentality where it's like they, yeah. it's like they all are are th- this close to canceling each other. So they know this is something that is not going to read well with the fascists will pick this up and really work, run with it. So don't bring your camera. Don't take pictures. And the fucking retard judge was too stupid to, you know, take your phone out and like be like, look at what these fucking faggots are doing to me right now. It was, I, it, you're, you're describing class solidarity, I think, actually. Oh, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. Not being understood by the so-called, I mean, the so-called Marxists. Uh, That's like, the thing. It's like I, I'm not a Democrat, but you know, my the way I anal- like do my analysis is a material analysis. It's like where's the money? Where's the class structure? Where's the political coalition? How does it work? Where who are the constituents? Like that's a Marxist materialist analysis. I don't know. Does that make me a Marxist? I don't know. What the fuck? I don't. I read a couple books. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it sounds like you're doing it correctly to me. You're applying it when it makes sense to you to do so. I feel like that's the point of all uh, philosophies and like critical theories. Like they make sense to me to use. I feel like uh, what happens when they get implemented, I think, in like in so called praxis, we see it. We see it in Afghanistan, I guess, in the 60s. We see it in the courts of today and in this Stanford quote unquote law school. I don't even know what to like, say. I'm not walking around here uh, bewildered and confused. So, I mean, I guess it must be working for something. And I constantly getting, I'm get, bitch, I get vindicated every fucking day. So it must be fucking working for me, you know? <laughs> Praise Allah. Praise yes, Allah. Always, I mean, yes. Oh my goodness. I, um, there's one other thing, I guess, is that just that those students, maybe they weren't even the students. Maybe those black clad people were outsiders because there's a lot of. Yeah, no, they, they work in crazy ways. Yeah. I have friends who like, I've, it's funny i met friends off the internet who like enjoy going to <laughs> like these like crazy drag queen story hours where they confront antifa and yeah. shit like that it's like yeah yeah not i'm sorry shout out to you guys love you guys could not be me i'm not interested but what they do is like you'll see it, and i've seen them talk about it where it's like they'll take pictures of you from different angles and it's like they look like reporters but no they're not reporters they're actually you know, their co-conspirators or whatever, who they're like compiling information so that they could dox you and harass you after the fact. It's really sick. These people are brown shirts. These people are Nazis. These people are street thugs. These people are, you have to treat them accordingly. I wish we had our own analog, but we don't. So we really have to at least keep ourselves, you know, abreast of what, how they operate. You know, we're organizing. I think we're day by day. We get stronger. Yes, the retards a, are like, collecting, collectivizing. 
one brain cell at a time. We're putting them together. Mm-hmm. And by 2067, I think we might just take this country. Inshallah. <laughs> uh, Basil, it has been a pleasure. It is a delight. It is. Uh, this is, I'm excited. It's always a pleasure to talk I'm to you. I can't wait I'm to do it up. again. I am fired up. Like, uh, yeah, we, we have to, because I knew I have so many questions. I even get to my uh, conversion journey. Well, it's a year long journey. Probably. We have, we have lots of, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. That's shockingly easy. I, one of the things I it's really got going for it. Oh yeah. It's like literally you say a sentence and you're good. You're like two witnesses. Boom. Like, okay. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. I, we'll get there. There's a lot of great Afghan. We've still movies. never done Real Housewives. We got to get to Bravo Andy and his like buying children and the Ukraine. Like, we got. There's so oh much to God. discuss. There's the tranny. Like the oh my yeah. gosh. There's there's a there's lot. so much. There's there's we'll so get, much on the running docket. That culture keeps that dumpster fire keeps burning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Basil, have a great evening. Thanks again. This was a pleasure. <laughs>